Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. People of the internet, welcome to Star Wars fun for everyone. I'm your host, Tom Sutton. It is one of those Star Wars days. One of those ones that you look back on and think, that was a good Star Wars day. Big news dropped um, on day one of Star Wars Celebration. How exciting. I'm in, I'm in Rollins mode, which means I'm just wearing a pair of shorts and nothing else. Small shorts, tiny shorts, if you will. Um, ready to just like yell into a microphone and be sweaty. I have a few tattoos, not quite enough, but uh, I'm going to give it my best shot. Woo-wee! All right, so we're going to talk about the news from Celebration. We're going to talk about Chapter 22 of The Mandalorian. We're going to have some fun, as we always do. Let's get into the news. Wow. Never thought in a million years this is what they would be announcing today. You know, I was, like a lot of people, I was feeling a little bit... Um, Mm, I was, I was, I almost felt bad for uh, whoever had to um, kind of host the general Lucasfilm panel, just because I thought, like, what are they gonna say? Like, yep, we've got some TV shows that we already told you about, like months or even years ago, coming out, but the whole movie thing's kind of a mess. We don't know what to tell you, <laughs> thousands of people. Um, that was not the case at all. Now, of course, perhaps we need to be a little cautious and say how many things have been announced in the past that never made it to the screen. I'm aware of that. We're all aware of that. These three movie um, announcements feel pretty solid. There is, of course, the possibility that these things will crash and burn or never or change dramatically before they reach the screen. But let's just assume that all three of these are coming out and we will be seeing them in the future. All right, here we go. The big one. Ray fucking Skywalker is back, baby. I am so pumped about that. <laughs> okay. Um, I just think she's amazing. She is everything that a Star Wars main character should be to me. And um, when Force the Force Awakens came out in 2015, I fell in love with that character within like five minutes of seeing her on screen. I just think she's um, the be like couldn't wish for for a better char better character, a better performer, and. Um, Obviously, like the, the dialogue around the sequel trilogy has meant that the actors in those films probably feel a little bit, you know, hesitant to come back. Maybe they don't feel all that appreciated. Maybe they feel like uh, the, the negative, the online negativity. Let's separate. Let make it make a distinction between the online negative negativity and the real life negativity because I think one is substantially bigger than the other. Um, maybe these things would make them hesitate to come back. Daisy Ridley's career, you know, it hasn't been like on fire exactly since Star Wars, but she's been working. She's been doing some films and stuff. So mm, I didn't feel like she necessarily like would be dying to get back to Star Wars. But there were rumors. There were, you know, little hints here and there. Uh, on her Instagram account, she uh, shared some stuff about visiting uh, Lucasfilm for lunch, as she said. Um, so there were, you know, there were hints that this was going down. But I and most people, I think, thought that probably it would be at least 10 years until we saw Daisy Ridley as Rey again. Incorrect. <laughs> She's back. Um, so one of the films announced is um, a film that will be set 15 years after the rise of Skywalker, featuring Jedi Master Rey Skywalker. 
and her attempts to rebuild the Jedi Order. Um, uh, the assumption is, and I think this is absolutely correct, that this is the film that Damon Lindelof was writing. He's off the project now. Apparently, Mr. Peaky Blinders is taking over as head writer for now. Um, that could be a bad sign. It could be a fine sign. I mean, Michael Arndt, who I was absolutely thrilled to have writing The Force Awakens, got canned and um, turned into one of my favorite Star Wars movies, one of my favorite movies of all time. So um, maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. They do have a director. Her name is uh, Charmin Obey Chinoy. Most of us had, did not know much about her <laughs> prior to her announcement. I mean, that her announcement what didn't happen today, um, or yesterday, I should say. Uh, but um, still, with the official announcement of um, Daisy coming back, it's you know the spotlight is now on the director they've picked. I'm just thrilled that that Daisy is coming back. I just like I can't really explain what that character means to me it's hmm it's it's like you know like like star wars the original trilogy and luke was so great it's it's almost like a, a dream that i had as a child that i still remember today and it still has this kind of effect on me and ray being as great as she is it's almost like I got a, a second chance to have that dream again, you know. And um, so, yeah, it's so good to ha – I'm just so excited. And she came out on stage, which is which is good and a good sign. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I I mean, you have to assume, of course, Ray is there. Who else is going to be back? Is Poe going to be back? BB-8? I'm guessing Chewie and the Falcon are going to be there. Eh? Rose Tico. Ooh, baby. Um, the big question mark, of course, is on John Boyega. You know what? Uh, what I, you know, a lot of people are kind of, to me, it's a little bit of like trying to like, people trying to kind of, show how hip they are by talking about how, you know, John got the sh the rough end of the pineapple on the seek uh, on um, at least the second two sequel films. And so of course they're kind of clamoring to have him back and uh, to have him kind of on his journey as a Jedi as well. Um I would love that. But I also wouldn't mind it if the if this first film is uh, is Ray, and then what if John turns up? What if Finn turns up in the, in in whatever the second film is? Would be a great entrance. Having said that, like Daisy and John's chemistry is one of the best in the whole saga. So put them together. I mean, that's instant win. It's instant win. Um. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Do I have reservations about their choice of director? Um, she directed episodes of Miss Marvel, which I really liked. So that's a big plus. Um, I thought that show had real warmth. The characters were super good and the, the, their kind of... Um, their energy together on screen was great. So that, that bodes well. Um, she is an Academy Award winner. So she, I believe, co-directed a documentary called Saving Face, um, which is about a doctor who focused on um, doing reconstructive surgery for poor women in, I believe, Pakistan, who had been the victims of acid attacks. Pretty brutal stuff. Um, I feel a little bit like it's a bit disingenuous to go like, like 
just won an Academy Award. Like, what's to worry about? And like, yeah, but for a documentary, <laughs> those are very different things. Now, um, she has produced a shit ton of stuff. Um, if you look at her IMDb, it's a massive list of uh, stuff that she's produced. I guess that, that experience does count for something. It's not directing, but um, but something that made me kind of feel enthusiastic about or um, optimistic about her involvement was um, that her documentary work, including Saving Face, was very focused on women's struggles in the world. And um, if she takes that intensity and that kind of... um, that fire and puts that towards the story uh, in that New Jedi Order film or films. <sighs> that could be hot sauce, man. Really. Like, I think part of what makes and has made Andor such an amazing success. And I'm not talking about critics or numbers. I'm talking about quality. Um, is that Tony Gilroy seems to be telling a story that he really wants to tell. Like, I think when it comes to franchise stuff, it's so easy to just kind of start with like, okay, this is the kind of, these are the characters we want or this is the, um, these are the spaceships that have to be in the show or whatever. Um and the actual core concept or message behind a project gets kind of sprinkled on later. Um, but I feel like with, with Andor, it was almost like Tony Gilroy had a story he wanted to tell and a, kind of a, an attitude, a message he wanted to put across. And he could have done Andor as... As a like a real world thriller, and it would have been awesome. But um, he took it and did it in the Star Wars world. But the core of it could have stood alone anywhere. Um, so uh, yeah, I just kind of hope that this maybe this background that she has is something that will be brought to that film. Let's see. I'm just pumped, man. Like. Christmas morning, man. I love it. I've been smiling all day. All right, let's look at another one. Um, This is a film that has been alluded to quite a lot of times over the last couple of years. This is a a big culmination of the Mandoverse movie. So that means all the story threads introduced in The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, potentially others. It's all going to get tied up in a big film finale, which is a fucking good idea because who doesn't want to see The Mandalorian and Grogu and Bo-Katan and Ahsoka and whoever else turns up, who doesn't want to see them on the big screen? Who doesn't want to see Boba Fett in a movie again? Come on. Um, And uh, the fun thing is that they have elected Dave Filoni to direct it. So this will be his debut feature film. Um, Dave is Dave. We love him. He's great. Um, I don't love everything he's done, but um, he's a good dude. Knows, story, knows Star Wars as well as anyone. And, um, I mean, his, his Ahsoka episode of The Mandalorian is Still to this date, my favorite episode of The Mandalorian. Although uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's Boba Fett episode is my favorite episode of The Mandoverse. But um, yeah, Dave Filoni did a great job there. Uh, Obviously, we'll have more of him later talking about Ahsoka. But it's a good, it's a solid concept. Um, Great that Dave's doing it. Um, I heard a commentator today point out 
that it's a bit interesting that John Favreau isn't doing it. John Favreau is a film director and he is the one who has been more or less in charge of the Mandalorian and the Mando and Book of Boba Fett and stuff. So why isn't he doing it? Or why aren't they doing it together? Mm, I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. But, um, yeah, I think, like, it feels like such a, a sol- like, just a so- strong idea, solid idea. I think um, it's great. It, it's great to have something that, you know, Dave will be familiar with all of that stuff when he uh, does it. And if it all works and it's good, then you can just unleash Dave Filoni as a director of Star Wars films. Which the possibilities are endless there, really. So good stuff there. Third film announced, also extremely exciting, is something set about twenty-five thousand years before the Skywalker saga. This is even pre-Old Republic. The idea here is that it is the absolute first steps of uh, people learning about the Force and discovering that they um, have some kind of special abilities. So the absolute beginning of the of Force users, I guess the absolute beginning of the Jedi. Um, they are, it's kind of got a yeah, loose title of uh, Dawn of the Jedi. I don't think that's the actual title, but uh, who knows, could turn up to be that. Let's see. Um, and that will be directed by James Mangold. James Mangold is the guy who is about to release the new Indiana Jones film. He has directed that. The trailers look really good. Um, so that's, you know, it's something that's very Star Wars family. Um, Tone-wise, that's, you know, very similar to Star Wars, I would say. Uh, so that's a good thing. He did, obviously, the Logan movie, which uh, is a real fan favorite. Just a, a very well done film. And he did Ford versus Ferrari, which is a cranker. Just a really, like, like kick-ass movie, you know? The, the characters, the performances, the action, it's all excellent. The look of it, excellent, you know? Um, so I'm uh, pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Now, when are these films coming out? What order are, what order are they coming out? Very hard to say. Um, obviously there were, there was an announcement that, um, there would be a Star Wars film in 2025, 27 and 29. Um, pfft. They might stick to that. They might not. Let's see. Um, if we're thinking about 2025, it's not impossible. That um, one of these will. I, I mean, the, the general consensus is that it would be the New Jedi Order Ray film first. Fine with me. <laughs> Mm, so that's great. I mean, I, I honestly expected them to go out and just be like, uh, yeah, so look over there. You know, um, I just thought they would have nothing to announce. And um, all three of these ideas are really good. Um, it feels like there's something for everyone. Like you might not like this idea, but you're probably going to like the, that one or the other two, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, great stuff. The other exciting thing from yesterday was the Ahsoka trailer. It's, it looks great. It looks really good. I mean, Rosaria Dawson, 10 out of 10 casting, man. She's so good. She just looks cool. Um, it does, I don't know. There were some just like really cool moments where she uses the sabers to, um, cut that hole in the floor and falls through the floor. It just, it was cool. You see her fighting those, um, those attack droids from her episode of The Mandalorian. Three of them with these force pikes. 
That was cool. You see the magistrate from that very same episode. She's back. Awesome. Di what's her name? Diana Lee Inosanto. Am I getting it right? Bruce Lee's goddaughter, for Christ's sakes. She's fantastic. Very cool. You see Sabine Wren. Hair is longer. She looks cool. You see Harrison Dula. Pretty good. I don't know. I, in some, mm. Maybe it's because they are cartoon characters and when they, they, you see them on screen in exactly the same costume that you've seen them wear in every episode of Rebels or whatever. Maybe it just triggers a bit like, that's uh, almost like a cosplay vibe. Uh, but she looks good. And just a minute. Water. The actor playing her. Mary something, Louise Winstead or whatever. She's just awesome. I love her. She's, she's fucking great. So whatever she does, I'll be up for. Um, Chopper's in it. That's nice. We've already seen Zeb in that episode of The Mandalorian. So we know Zeb is possible and not just possible, but great looking. Um, we saw a hologram of Ezra. All right. I don't love Ezra, but if they can turn me around on that, then I'm very willing and ready to be turned around. <laughs> that came out funny. All right. Um, what else about the trailer? Cool new additions. Oh, Mon Mothma's in it. Great. Cool new additions. There is a woman. She seems like a, a, a force user of some kind. Blonde hair looks fucking great. She just looks cool. Some people have a, an ability to look cool, I guess. She's got the ability. Uh, every shot of her was framed great. She looked cool. She had this real like intensity to her, like a real just a fury. She's one of the things I'm looking forward to most in the show now. Can't wait to see her. Uh, an older guy who was a force user, very handsome, good, uh, looks cool. Um, there's a scene of him basically, it's a hallway scene. That scene to me came across as a bit of a just like a just like the Vader, Rogue One Vader scene, but worse. So I don't know, maybe it'll be cool. His hood felt a bit like it was sitting a bit weird on his head. He's like, I think both their lightsabers. Now, I just thought it was like slightly shonky special effects work, but some people said, no, I think it's supposed, they're supposed to look like that. Because um, the sabers are not exactly like blood red, like Sith lightsabers. They're a bit more orangey. But I thought the, the, the blades look a bit, I don't know, it looked weird. Maybe there'll be a reason for it or whatever, and then I'll just like it. But let's see. Um. Hmm. Anything else in there? Yeah, just some other cool shots. I like. I still like. I I I, just, I prefer the look of Andor so much to all the other TV, Star Wars TV shows. It looks so cinematic, filmic, gritty. And um, there's just so many shots in a lot of the other Star Wars shows that feel very crisp and very... Yeah. So I guess there was a bit of that. But it had energy. It just felt like it was going to be cool. It feels like... Like, I think all of us in, in fandom are, can be really simple-minded sometimes. Like... It's like, well, Ahsoka's looking for Thrawn. That means she's also looking for Ezra. This series is going to be about Ahsoka and Sabine looking for Ezra and Thrawn, I guess. Possibly that's part of it. But do you really think like, like we always think we know everything because we extrapolate out from one little like kernel of, of information and suddenly think we're experts. Um, it looks like there's so much more to it than that. 
I mean, Lothol's in it. There's X-Wings flying through the air. That's always welcome. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Hera's flying the Phantom, which is interesting. Not the Ghost in those shots. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the reaction I've seen online has been really positive for it. So, awesome. That's coming out in August. Not too far away. Great stuff. Uh, what else was talked about at Celebration? The Acolyte. I've always been pumped for this. Uh, Leslie Headland said that she pitched it as a cross between Frozen, as in, you know, the Disney animated film Frozen, and Kill Bill. I've never seen Frozen. Obviously, it's very popular. I'm sure it's very good. Uh, but I've never seen it. And Kill Bill, one of my favorite fucking things ever. I love Kill Bill. She also said it's influenced by... Um, um, oh, my God. The Japanese director. Oh, I've gone blank. The guy that Lucas always talks about. Him. And also the Shaw Brothers movies, which made me really happy. Because I love... I love, like... I love old kung fu movies. I love the early 90s stuff with, like, Jet Li and Sammo Hung and... Michelle Yeoh and stuff. But, um, yeah, I love those old Shaw Brothers movies. Um, and a, tr a teaser trailer was shown, not yet released to the public. I didn't look at uh, any bad bootlegs of it. I've avoided that. Um, and people said it was super action-packed, like lots of Jedi in it and lots of really, like, energetic kind of prequel style lightsaber battles going on i mean i guess i have some thoughts about prequel lightsaber battles um but a lot of them are very positive thoughts um so if you put that type of lightsaber fighting in the context into the context of um something that i really like then i'm gonna i'm gonna be into that i think um, we got to meet a bunch of the the cast. Um, yeah, it's always funny. Like, they can't say anything. Um, they're just there to kind of be charming. And they all had a, a good go of that. Um, but, yeah, this, I mean, I always loved the concept. Oh, there we go. Jonas Suatomo. Suatamo. I forget if it's Suatamo. I think it's Suatamo. Yeah, Suatamo. Hmm. The guy who plays Chewie in all the modern films, more or less, he's playing another Wookiee character in The Acolyte, a Wookiee Jedi, no less. Um, that's nice. Great for him. He's just a like a real cheerful, good dude. Uh, sort of just happy that he gets more work. He was in Willow. I just I just want him around, you know. I like him. Um, yeah, I'm jealous of people who got to see that that teaser. It sounds exciting. Um, I just think Leslie Headland has a like an off-center sensibility, and I I think she'll make something that isn't just vanilla, down the middle, boring Star Wars. I reckon it's going to be pretty exciting. Um, Manny from The Good Place is in it. He's great. Yeah. Um, yep. So exciting. Uh, they also showed a teaser for Skeleton Crew. Um, yeah. Pe people. They said this about the Acolyte teaser and the Skeleton teaser. They, they were surprisingly different to what we've had before, which is good to hear. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to see it. When is that even coming out? Have they said? <laughs> hmm. As I've said before, I'm like Homer in hell with the donut, the donut feeding machine. You just keep cramming Star Wars in into my mouth and I keep going more 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 <laughs> yeah I don't know oh well here we go some cool news oh okay so 
Daniels, the Daniels, aka everything, everywhere, all at once, Daniels, those two guys, are directing at least one episode of Skeleton Crew. Oh, fuck yes. I just rewatched everything, everywhere, all at once and killed me again. It was so good. Phew. What a film. Mm. I love that they're doing a Star Wars episode, an episode of Star Wars. Cool. Uh, and someone else that um, I don't think they were officially announced, but you know, I think this is—it's not made up. The guy who directed the Green Knight is doing an episode. The Green Knight, story-wise, was a bit aimless or something, um, but visually it was fantastic, wonderful. Style-wise, loved it. So. He has also done an episode, which is exciting. And, of course, it's John Watts who did the, star the three recent Spider-Man movies in charge of the whole show. That's a lot of talent. This makes me very happy to hear. Yeah. So I think it's... I'm really... I feel excited about that one. Um, there was a kind of and or behind the scenes panel with, like... So it was Tony Gilroy, Diego Luna, the one of the editors, the costumed director or whatever that position is called, um, Nicholas Nicholas Brittell, the um, the guy who did the soundtrack. Might be missing one or two people. Um, very, it's just good good to see. It was a an interesting conversation um, between them all. Um, Really good questions from whoever was hosting that panel. I don't know who she was, but um, I thought she was great. Um, yeah, I just like, I just bowed to the fucking talent, man. The talent and the dedication. I can't believe it. Yeah, they are halfway through filming at this point. I just, I just trust that gang so intrinsically. Like, I just think season two is probably going to be just as amazing and then you'll be able to watch Andor season one followed by Andor season two followed by Rogue One followed by New Hope all in a row and just you don't even need to leave your house anymore it's going to be that's all you need don't need food don't need human contact all you need is that <laughs> man um, I saw a bit of an interview between, I think it's IGN and Kathy Kennedy. Um, just interesting, like it's so, f like basically like the people behind the scenes, they just, they don't say anything about anything really because they just feel like they can't, they don't want to give away too much or whatever. But it's so interesting when you just see them go like and you've been hearing all these rumors and people's interp interpretations of those rumors and blah 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 for like months and years and just to hear someone who actually is there doing the work go yep no that's 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 just internet talk it's not even true and you go like there you go uh anyway i mean kathy kennedy she's she hasn't been truthful all the time i gotta be honest um but um, it was fun to uh, – what was – oh, yeah. So they asked about the John uh, – the Kevin Feige movie. And she was like, well, it was – it's not like we made a big announcement like Feige's doing a movie. It was something more that just kind of got out to the press and then they kind of played it up a lot. But there was never actually a a pitch. It's just like, you know, it was like – can I make a Star Wars movie? And it's, just, it's Kevin Feige. He's like, yep, let me know what you got. And he just hasn't, hasn't, you know, told her. Or, and so there's just nothing really there. Um, how much of that is true, I don't know. But it's just, yeah, it is interesting. And, then, you know, she talked, to, I think the interviewer said something like, you know, there's been stuff that's been shelved. And KK said, not shelved. And just this sentence, she said, Production is a very complicated thing. There are, and she's right. Can you imagine all those moving pieces that you have to somehow magically line up? 
getting a, a script, a, a concept that works, followed by, by a script that works, followed by like making sure you got the t the the actors you want and they're the, they're available, and then the studio heads or the department heads, like getting those people in and then booking this and location like it must be a, just a nightmare. Like that's why like I have a lot of respect for film producers. I just can't like my 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 mind melts when I even try to think about it. Um, but she said, yeah, like Lando's not dead. It's just, it's just not here yet. And, uh, Donald Glover recently said, someone asked him like, how, what do you reckon? How about, how about that Lando show? And he said, yeah, I'm still up for it. We'll see. Um, so that's, that's a good sign. I would love for that to become a reality. And, uh, she also said that Rogue One is, that's not dead. She said the, the part of the decision making is whether or not that should be a um, a film or a TV series, which is quite interesting. I think it would be great as a TV series, and I mean, because it's basically like like the core of it is we need X wings. <laughs> And pilots in the X-Wings. So you could do like straight right in the original trilogy era. You could do that. You could do Mando era. Okay. Post the fall of the Empire. And you could do sequel trilogy era. So you could just pick an era that you want to slot it into and just go. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, anyway... That was uh, that was good. I'm not sure if there'll be um, a whole lot of news today or not. Let's see. Um, there's an Ahsoka panel happening right now as I'm recording. I feel like the trailer dropped. I'm not sure if there will be much more than that. But um, that's cool. Obviously, we're getting closer to Jedi Survivor. I just, can't wait. It's going to be good. Uh, I've just... Um, loaded up and installed uh, squadrons and I'm um, having some fun with that. Yeah, really good. Uh, all right. Let's talk about chapter 22 of The Mandalorian. This one has generated some conversation. It was weird as hell, like one of the weirder episodes of Star Wars TV for sure. Um, I quite liked it. Um, I, I can't disagree with what some people have said where this whole season feels a bit just meandering and you find yourself kind of questioning like, where is this going or what is going on? Um, and uh, on the surface, you can say, well, that's kind of how the other seasons were. You know, like Mando has to go, you know, he has this kind of like overall thing that he's trying to achieve, but... The bulk of each episode is him doing like adventure of the week stuff. And you're like, yeah, but it felt much more focused. Um, and I can't help but think like if they had just kept Din and Grogu separated for at least half the season. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's... Uh, I just felt like that would have really been the calling card for the season is their separation and then reunification. Anyway, um, this episode. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the big obvious things first. Jack Black, Lizzo and Christopher Lloyd were all in this episode. <laughs> um, uh, Jack Black was, he was fine. I just felt like, geez, Jack Black. Like if you're going to put him in Star Wars, let him... Let him unleash the dude, man. Um, this character kind of could have been played by any number of people. Um, but he was all right. Lizzo as his uh, royal wife. Uh, I love Lizzo, man. Like, I think a bunch of her songs are amongst, like, the best pop songs of recent times, actually. I think she's brilliant. She's the acting was really quite bad, I have to say. 
And, you know, those in glass houses should not throw stones. You know, as someone who's having a bit of a go at acting at the moment, uh, I understand it's not easy. <laughs> but she was noticeably out of her depth. I'm sorry. V really wooden, really... It really looked like she was reading it off a teleprompter or something. It wasn't good. Sorry. Love you, Lizzo, but no. Christopher Lloyd's character was pretty cool. Um, but it was just like, I mean, it was full of stuff that was just kind of ridiculous and made not much sense. Um, but it was really fun as well. So... Um, Hmm. I don't know. I'm not even going to get into the details. Let me just talk about some things that I liked. Uh, Argnauts. They are wonderful. And I thought Dean applying what, you know, his experience and his kind of like friendship with Quill, applying that to talking to these Argnauts and making the communication happen due to his ex past experience, it was really nice. And they were cool. And I, although I did think that like the kind of quote-unquote main Ugnaught, I felt like that mask was Queel's mask. And they just changed the outfit and didn't have the little hat on, put some hair on him. Um, obviously, those kind of that animatronic mask would be extremely expensive to make. And they probably did just go like, we'll just switch it up a bit and no one will notice. I thought it was noticeably the same the same mask. Anyway, loved the scene. Um, these ridiculous <laughs> scenes of, of droids malfunctioning or whatever uh, from security camera footage. Ridiculous, but loved it. <laughs> One of them just gets in the speeder and just plows into a wall. It was good. It was, good. It was very nice. Um, what else? Ah, I mean... Super battle droids, I, I just, I can't stand them. I hate the design. I just, I think they suck. Sorry. So that chase sequence was all right, I guess. I felt a bit uncomfortable watching um, Din be mean to them. <laughs> I don't know why. It just seemed like bullying. And as some people have pointed out, didn't, didn't we see, like, wasn't part of his whole journey as a character in the first season to like learn to kind of or to make peace with droids because IG-11 sacrifices himself for them and now he's like I don't like droids anymore again it just felt a bit it doesn't, it doesn't stick together properly but um, yeah um, yeah I guess the thing that sticks out in my head as my favorite stuff was, um, but I mean, also it wasn't executed well. I mean, the, okay, the fight between Bo-Katan and Axe Woves, I really liked it. I thought it was a good fight. It was dynamic. It was um, like tough enough for what it needed to be. Well, at the same time, it had that kind of brother-sister fight thing where you kind of feel like they're not actually trying to kill each other though you know they're just working out their differences with their fists uh i thought it was a good fight um it was kind of weird to see all these mandalorians just like chilling in the park kind of i haven't i've only watched the episode once i, I i'm gonna watch it again some people said that they were actually mandos like throwing a ball around in the background I guess they have to entertain themselves, but uh, I don't know, man. Um, and then, like, so, you know, people kind of half-jokingly had, had pointed out, wasn't that weird Oculus Eye creature on Mandalore? Like, he defeated Din, basically, in battle. And then Bo-Katan defeated him. And picked up the saber at the end of that fight. She handed it back to Din. But technically speaking, does that not make her the rightful owner of the um, of the dark saber? 
turns out those people were absolutely correct. <laughs> it just felt a bit like, it's just like a throwaway moment in a way. Like, and you go like, what? okay, why didn't Din raise this earlier? And I guess, you know, sometimes when there's awkward family business, you don't want to talk about it until finally you kind of have to and then it comes out, you know. But maybe that's all right. But, um, yeah, and all the Mandalorians just kind of hear their account of things and go, all right, yeah, fair enough, I guess. Mm, I don't know. I just felt like it was not built up to or anything very well. I'm glad that she's got it because she's been my favorite thing of the season. I love her. I now own not one but two Bo-Katan figures, one vintage collection, one black series. She's she's awesome. Can't wait to see what she does in the next two episodes. Speaking of uh, upcoming episodes, um, at Celebration yesterday, they showed people the f like the opening sequence for the next episode. People are like, you motherfuckers aren't ready for what was about to happen. Like, apparently it was sick. And it's uh, Rick Famuyiwa directing those two last episodes. It was cool. Yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, people have been pretty critical of this season. I bet if these last two episodes are crankers, then that'll soften people's attitude towards uh these episodes but um yeah let's see um yeah so an exciting day in uh in star wars uh way more news than i was expecting i'm very happy about all of it um all right i reckon it's time to to play Yeah, sorry, you know, I'm an actor. I'm just working out one of my dialects. All right, what's that sound? Oh, my God, you know what just happened? I plugged in the uh, sound effects book to do what's that sound, and apparently the batteries are dead, finally, after all this time. So, no, what's that sound? So instead, we play what's that song. So, here we go. Uh, first song. Ooh. I know what this is. This is... I think Anthem of Evil from The Rise of Skywalker. Yep. Right on. This is one of my favorites. I mean, this is my this is my cup of tea right here. I will never not love this kind of chanting choral singing kind of stuff. Ah, oh, I can't believe like I keep putting off rewatching the sequels just because I feel like oh, I'm gonna write, wait for or, wait for the right moment. Also, this month I'm gonna go see The Force Awakens with Symphony Orchestra, so I'm gonna like waiting till after that, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. But I love it. I love the soundtrack to this movie. It just rules. All right, let's do another one. Is this also Rise of Skywalker? Let's take a look. Yes, it is. That's oh, called Reunion. Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of this kind of like super optimistic sounding stuff in the Rise of Skywalker because of course this is, you know, the, f the end of that saga. It's good. All right, go to the next. Oh, I mean, this sounds like Andor straight out the, straight out the box. I'm going to guess it. Let's just check. Yep, it's from Andor. Oh, <laughs> very uplifting song title. Kill me. <sighs> yo, yo, yo. All right, let's do another one. I think this is Snoke related. 
Hmm. All right. Yes, this is from The Last Jedi. It's called Revisiting Snoke. More chanting evil goodness. Love it. Kylo's theme. Listen to that. Oh. It's just that kind of sadness and the desperation in that guy is just so well represented by that melody. The kind of like. Mm. Ah, fantastic. How good is that? All right, last one. I guess a new hope when they're kind of getting, you know, the fleet ready to attack the Death Star. Yes. Oh, it's called Imperial Attack. Nice. But it is from New Hope. Alright, good stuff. Well, it's been an amazing Star Wars day. Um, oh, it's going to be so exciting. Like, I, I'm going to melt. The first time we see Daisy, like footage of Daisy Ridley again as Ray, it's going to be bonkers. Um, yeah, folks, thanks, uh, thanks for listening. Um, um, it's going to be really exciting, also, to see the end of this season of The Mandalorian. Apparently, this next episode kicks off strong. So let's see. All right, thanks, everyone. My name is Tom Sutton, and this is Star Wars Fun for Everyone, especially me. Wow.